everybody. He's Herb. I'm Les. She's Bailey. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm Johnny Fever. He's Venus Flytrap. She's Jennifer. No, that ain't it either. We're Vikings Report with Drew and Ted, not WKRP in Cincinnati. Drewster, how you doing? Welcome to episode 23. Episode 23, let's light it up! All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. Baby, if you've ever wondered... Wondered whatever became of of me. me. I'm living living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKRP. Toonces, how are you doing this evening? (laughs) I'm doing good. You guys definitely got to keep your day jobs. We we do. (laughs) You show me a pay stuff for $72,000 on it, I quit my job right now and I work for you. Hey, listen, I quit. You threw me a loop, man, in the studio. we it was a that. solid harmony. It was a solid harmony. I can't live. Oh, that was pretty good. I like that theme song. It's one of my favorite ones in TV history. Tonight yeah. we bring you WKRP 90 episodes, four seasons starting in 1978. But tonight we bring you a show tribute again with a very heavy heart, Ted. Yeah. Um, the, the guy that played Herb Tarlack, the, the kind of creepy borderline weird uh, sales manager for WKRP recently found out this past week that uh, he passed away. So the great rest, Frank Bonner, rest in peace, Frank Bonner, one of the great character actors of all time in, in, in sitcom TV history. He was, wasn't he? He was that he was remember those plaid suits he used to wear. That was his, every single week with the white shoes and the matching belt buckle. <laughs> and he, he, he looked like Cincinnati's version of Huggy Bear from Starsky and Hutch. He did it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he totally did. He totally did. He played that salesman role just perfectly. He never got any of the big sales. He always got the real, you know, selling worms to a fish market or something really, really right. cheesy. Yeah. And I like that storyline they had with him and uh, Jennifer Marlowe, who was played by the beautiful Lonnie Anderson. She was a receptionist. Swing. Swing. And they always used to have him, like, sneaking around the plants behind her, like, stalking her and stuff. I want everybody to see me leaving with you, walking out on my arm like this. And they had some great running bits every week. You know, you had um, Frank Bonner with Herb Tarlack, the different, just horribly plaid uh, jacket. (laughs) And you had Les Nesman, the news guy. He always had a Band-Aid somewhere on his body every week. Right. When they shot that, the first episode... He hit his head on a lamp and cut his head, and they put a bandage on it. So they played that as him always having, like, injuries from his dog bites at home. His dog bit him. And then then you had, had Andy, the station manager, and every guy, every kid wanted to have Andy's hair. Remember how it was, like, parted and feathered, and it was perfect? perfect. It's just always perfect. had perfect hair. Never a hair out of place. Everybody wanted to be Andy. And he had the shirt kind of buttoned halfway down his chest like right out of saturday night favor like andy was cool everybody wanted to be andy the great gary sandy that yeah. guy i think he still has that hairdo probably uh, the only, and gordon joe played that nervous guy really well oh he's yeah. like panicking and and uh i remember the one episode with les nesman the mama's boy like real you know serious nerd guy he was asking him johnny fever said i'm sick i don't feel good and uh there was a moment when they were cutting that show and uh 
Les Nesman said, well, how's your sinuses? You go, they're clogged up. How's your head? Oh, it's kind of clogged up. He's asking him all this stuff. And then he said, how are your joints? <laughs> and Hesman had a line, but he didn't respond because the crowd started chuckling and the chuckle turned into just a laughing roar. They didn't even, they just sat there. But the look on his face, it was just, it was TV sitcom mania. And it, it, was, it was a great show. It's got, even though they only did 90 sh- episodes, it's got to rank up there with one of the, and you know, the greatest episode. Tell us about the greatest episode. The Thanksgiving episode where they did the turkey giveaway. I would submit that that is the funniest 30 minutes of sitcom television in American TV history. Not just that show, but American sitcom television history. I'm with you on that, Ted. Oh, with Les Nesman. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the humanity. The turkeys are hitting <laughs> like wet bags of cement. Everybody's <laughs> running around pushing each other. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> I mean, you gotta play it. Hearing Les describe it, and then the Gordon big guy, Gump, Gordon, the big guy, the big and, guy, that was, his, that was his and name. and Herb coming back because they were all at the promo, and you and you cut you, the whole thing. You you can hear Les, and you hear you see Johnny Fever in the studio. Uh, Les, what's going on? <laughs> and and they come back, and it's all over. And and, and Gordon Jump utters the absolutely iconic, "As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly." As God is my witness. I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> you know, you know, when he said that, how did Frank Bonner, how did he keep a straight face? I don't oh, know. No. I got the straight face because that, that in itself, they got 10 Emmys for that show. He should have got one for that moment. Oh, that was just the funniest 30 minutes of TV in, in American sitcom history. I, I will. I, you'll never move me off that, off that <laughs> argument. David Cassidy, tasty tidbit, tasty, tasty tidbit. David Cassidy from Partridge Family actually got the Johnny Fever part, but he turned it down. Did he really? And then they brought in Howard Hessman to read for Herb Tarlick's part. And Hessman read it and said, no, I want to be Johnny Fever. And they're going, no, we want you to be Herb Tarlick. He goes, I'm leaving if I have to be Herb Tarlick. So (laughs) he became Johnny Fever. And then Frank Bonner, of course, got the job as Herb Tarlick. But, you know, Frank Bonner went on to be a great director, Ted. Did he really? He directed uh, Evening Shade, Who's the Boss, and Head of the Class, which had Howard Hessman as the school teacher. Yeah, I sure did. Shout out to you tonight, Frank Bonner at WKRP. What an absolute fantastic show. If you haven't seen it, you could probably get all the seasons for, what, 20 bucks or something on an infomercial? Probably, yeah. Funny, funny, funny stuff. I, I get it. Yeah, just just a great TV show. And, and if for nothing else, watch that one Thanksgiving episode. It is just absolutely hysterical. All right, so WKRP in Cincinnati. For episode 23, our player tribute kind of, we're kind of mirroring the episode number with a, a player that used to wear that number. Tonight's pick, who do we got, Drew? Who are we picking on tonight? Ted Brown! Ted Brown. Ted Brown! You know why I love Ted Brown? Why do you love Ted Brown? Because he was the first person in my life that was famous <laughs> that had my first name. Like, like that I, there was like Ted Williams, but that was before my time, but like the only other Ted that really became famous in my lifetime was Ted, Ted Bundy. And that's kind of a <laughs> crappy Ted, you know, whatever. Well, I won't kid you to say that it's something that I feel that I'm in control of or something that I've come to terms with because I haven't. So Ted Brown. 
Thank you for being a good role model and a guy whose name that I could associate with. Who are you named after? Uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you want to follow in the footsteps. It's much rather to be a Teddy Brown, not Teddy Bundy, bro. Right. Ted, so Brown. Ted Brown. You talk about Ted Brown being fantastic. Let's talk about a little bit about Ted Brown before he even got to the Vikings, because that's where he really, really set the standard. And from 1975 to 1978, Ted Brown, you know, stayed in North Carolina where he went to school where he was born. He was four-time All-ACC, and I got – remember I said we're going to lead off with a killer tasty tidbit for Ted yeah. Brown? What do you Here got? we go. Tasty, tasty tidbit. At North Carolina State, Ted Brown rushed for more yardage than any other running back in the ACC history. Really? 4,602 4, yards. And the record lasted until this season when Travis Etienne – for Clemson, of Clemson. Broke, broke the record. The first round pick that went to the Jaguars, I think, picked 25 in this year's draft. No kidding. Is that a tasty tidbit? But I'm going to make it even tastier. Can we get tasty? Throw some hot sauce on that tasty tidbit. <laughs> All right. ETM broke the record. 4,952 yards playing for Clemson. Mm-hmm. Teddy Brown still is in second place. So he held that record for over 40 years. 4,602 yards. Who's in third place? ACC guy. Um, I, I have no idea. Dalvin Cook! Dalvin Cook! Really? Dalvin Cook! You know that. You all work here. It's cashback match, people! You know that. You all work here. <laughs> yeah. I was going to yeah. say work done, but okay. That's good. Dalvin Cook is third. 4,464 yards. So two of the three guys that have rushed for the most yards in the ACC history are built with Vikings. They're Vikings now, and they were Vikings then. That's pretty cool. That's tasty-ass tidbit. You slurry that baby with chocolate. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> chocolate and hot sauce. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so now, Ted Brown. Here's, here's my memory of Ted Brown. Very good running back. Um, kind of took over for Chuck Foreman, right? And this, at the same time, Tommy Kramer was taking over. And we, we talked about it with Tommy Kramer. It, Kramer and, and Ted Brown sort of were, were kind of, I don't want to say hard luck guys because they had very good careers, but they came to the Vikings as the Vikings were, were moving away from that purple people eaters era. And, right. and the teams just weren't as good. So I think, I think those guys probably don't get, the accolades or or the fond recollection from fans that that I think maybe they should, and they probably weren't able to amass the stats that a guy like Chuck Foreman and Fran Tarkenton were able to because they didn't have that Hall of Fame offensive line that that Tarkenton and Foreman had to work with. Right. Yeah, Tarkenton, his that was the first year that Tommy took over is when they drafted Ted Brown. Yep. And it was Jimmy Marshall's last year, yep. and people were moving on. They were making the transition over. But if you look at Ted Brown's numbers, Ted, they they're right up there. They're right that you know they're right up there at the top. He's fifth all time in Viking rushing yards with four thousand five hundred and forty six. He's fourth in touchdowns with forty touchdowns. Wow. He's only only behind uh, Adrian Peterson, Chuck Foreman, and Boom Boom Billy Brown. They have more touchdowns. He had fifty three career <clears throat> touchdowns and seventy four hundred scrimmage yards for the Vikings. When you Talk about Vikings in the past. Not a lot of people talk about Ted Brown. Not a lot of not a lot of people say, "Hey, let's talk about Ted Brown first, You know, when you when you go back to that era. But but people should. He was a 
He was a heck of a good running back for the Vikings. He should be talked about because there's only three or four guys rushing-wise, Robert Smith, Foreman, Peterson, Bill Brown, that are ahead of He's the next guy. Yeah, he's, that, he's always that next guy right on the outskirts. But 79 to 86, maybe that has something to do with it. The Vikings weren't exactly lighting it on fire as a franchise from 79 to 86. True. Let's true. face it. They had some pretty crappy years. Eight seasons, 104 games. And like I said, he was just – just as good of a receiver as he was a running back. I mean, lot hard driving running back always fell forward for more yards. And he was a big part of those, those games in the early eighties. He was. And just as good favorites. of a, just as good of a, a of a, a pass catcher as he was a runner. As we remember on that last game against the Browns, he set yeah. it up, Ted. Yep. Take he, us uh, through it. He set it, us up. It was, it was the play before the Met stadium miracle. Tommy Kramer threw a pass over the middle. There's like, Less than 20 seconds left. Vikings were on their own 20. No timeouts. Kramer throws over the middle to, to Joe Sensor, who laterals it to Ted Brown. And, and Brown went from about the 35 he got to Brown's territory, about the Brown's 45, just out of nowhere. I mean, and if you remember watching the play, it looked like Joe Sensor might have fumbled the ball because you didn't see Ted Brown. And all of a sudden, he was there and he was streaking <laughs> up the sideline. I and mean, he gets out of bounds with what, five or six seconds left, whatever it is, and it, and it put the Vikings uh, in, in, in field position to the point they could, they could complete that Hail Mary and win the game. I thought for a minute he was going to take it around the corner and take it up the sidelines. Yeah. That's what I, I thought, but when I was watching it, I was kind of like you thinking we're at the 20, we don't really have a shot. And then when he made that play, when Ted Brown made that play, it gave us a glimmer. Yeah. A glimmer yep. of hope, Ted Glover. And if you got a glimmer, you got a chance. That's what I always say. How does yep. that say? You like that saying? That's you a good a, saying. You got a glimmer, you got a chance. Uh, a glimmer leads to a chance, leads to a Met Stadium miracle, baby. And you ain't Ted Bundy either. Let me tell you, you're Ted Brown. <laughs> I got a quick Ted Brown story. What do you got? In 1979, my brother took me to the preseason game in San Diego at Jack Murphy Stadium. Mm-hmm. Vikings, Chargers, because that's where I lived. And the Vikings were in town. And every time they were in town, my big brother would always take me to see the Vikings. And back then... In 79, you could go down to the buses after the game. Right like five feet from the buses, players file right by you. And they, I mean, it's amazing. You're not going to see that anymore. Safety protocols are much sure. different now. But I saw Jim Marshall, Terry LeCount, uh, Duck White. I got hit, And I had my spiral notebook. I'm all, you know, my Viking hat, my spiral notebook. <laughs> I'm all excited. And I'm all like really fired up. And I'm yelling things out to the players. My brother's telling me, shut up. You're acting like an idiot. And I'm going, you had 13 passes defense. Hey, Terry LeCount, you had a good punt return last year against Atlanta. Hey. And the guys are like, so they're going by one after another. And I'm noticing them. And I'm saying, oh, yeah. But they're not, none of them are acknowledging me. They weren't even, like, smiling. And out comes this guy, Ted Brown. Big old grin, Ted. From <laughs> ear to ear. And he goes, hey, young man, how you doing? And I go, dude, you rushed 250 yards against Penn State two years ago. And he's like, what? <laughs> he got so excited about that. He signed my spiral notebook and then he tore the page out. And he goes, let me do it better. And he signed it to the best Viking fan ever. You yeah. know the weirdest thing about seeing these guys come out to the bus tent? What's that? That was the day I saw Jim Marshall coming out smoking. Yeah, that was a, that was, that was, when I saw guys do that, when I was a kid, that blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. And I was watching yeah. me smoking. You know, watching him get on the bus, smoking, getting on the bus too. So there's no one rules for smoking or whatever, but I thought yeah. that was the weirdest thing. And that was such a great day for me, even though the Vikings had lost that preseason game. I got, I still got the little spiral notebook. That's cool. It has uh, Randy Holloway, 
a bunch of Steve Dills signed. He was there. Uh, I, lots of Vikings. Dave Huffman. I got a lot of signatures from a lot of guys. So wow, that was a really special. But Ted Brown was so enthusiastic and really happy. And I don't know. I just wanted to share that. It's always stuck in my head. I've always remembered that. I've always and, remembered that day. And how old were you when that happened? Fourteen years old. Fourteen, and you're like seventy-eight now. That that is still with you to that, this day. That. How old do you think you are? Seventy-nine. Higher. Eighty-nine. Ninety. Higher. Ninety-one. Higher. Two. Higher. Three. Higher. Four. Higher. Five. Higher. Six. Higher. Seven. Higher. Eight. That's it. Ninety-eight. Your ass. <laughs> I am not ninety-eight years old. That when I hit eighty. <laughs> That's going to be my number one memory. That's cool, though. It's stuff like that that causes you to become a lifelong fan like we are. Very, very good football player. So, Ted Brown, salute, man. Also, we're talking about coming full circle with the show. How about this, Ted? Guess who announced his retirement today? Like you're uh, a bunch of people could. Who? Ted Brown. Mike son. Zimmer. Mike Zimmer <laughs> retired. No. No. Sorry. Ted. <laughs> Ted Brown's son, JT Brown, retired from the NHL today. I didn't even know he had a son that played in the NHL. His son, b- back in 2011 at the Frozen Four, that's what they call the hockey Final Four, Frozen mm-hmm. Four, he played for Minnesota Duluth, and he was the MVP of that tournament. Was he really? Yeah, and he came out uh, and got, he was undrafted, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, and then from there he went to the Ducks, and then from 18 to 18 and 19, 2018 19 he was with the minnesota wild so uh you know hometown ted brown they they grew up he went to high school i think in minnesota but and then nice. he went to he went to sweden and played for or whatever the name of that <laughs> no bjork bjork sweden he who, played who, there for a year who was the coach the chef from the muppets the <laughs> We're terrible. So so, uh, at the same press conference when he said, I'm retiring from the NHL. Isn't this weird? Ted Brown, it just happened like today, and we were talking about Ted Brown. Yeah. Uh, He said, I'm announcing my retirement, but I'm also announcing my new job, and I will be a TV analyst for the brand new NHL Seattle Kraken next season. Release the Kraken. What about that name? Seattle. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty good name, actually. I like it. Tunes has said it's dumb. Oh, well, then it's stupid. Yeah, we don't go against Tunes. If you go against Tunes, you get edited out, bro. Yeah. Good luck to you, JT Brown. And he was he was going to be on the show too, but he had this party thing he had to go to, or he would have been yeah. here. Yeah. The last mandatory mini camp OTA whatever whatever it is they're calling it is over. So we're really in the dead zone between that and the beginning of training camp at the end of next month. So not a lot of Vikings news to talk about, but a couple significant things. One, Kevin Williams. You remember Kevin Williams, the the co-founder of the vaunted Williams wall, one of the best defensive lines of in Vikings history. Guy was awesome, dude. Was was named this past week to the Minnesota Vikings ring of honor and will be honored at a, at a halftime ceremony at some point during the season this year. Good so, for him. Good for him. So awesome. Awesome job, Kevin Williams. Deserving, do you think? Yes, I think he's deserving of it. Tom, he actually told me we were going to do some uh, PR stuff kind of a game day, and and we uh, went around a facility here, and then we, we go 
into one of the meeting rooms and here's all the executives and, and owners sitting in here and I'm, I'm like, what's going on here? And, uh, and they kind of pop it on the video board and, and you know, tell me what's going on. And uh, I don't know, I'm still kind of in a fairy tale now, man. I can't believe it. He had 60 sacks, which ranks him right up at the top of the Vikings list. 11 years as a Viking. I know he finished somewhere else, but his first two seasons here, Ted, as a defensive tackle, he had double-digit sack numbers. Think of that. Kevin Williams put up fantastic numbers for, for 11 years while he was here. And do you remember the inauspicious beginning to Kevin Williams' career here in Minnesota? Inauspicious. What does that mean? Uh, inauspicious. Unlucky, not likely to be successful. As I looked at the dark clouds in the sky, I knew today was an inauspicious day for a picnic. Give me the suspicious moment. Draft night. What did he do? It wasn't Kevin Williams. Remember the Vikings were trying to get a deal done with Baltimore? That wasn't the forget your pick thing, was it? That was. That was that, was oh! that pick. And the Vikings thought they had a deal done with Hold Baltimore. Hold on a sec, dude. <laughs> it's like a hundred. I'm sweating like Barry White. And so you don't keep nothing locked up inside you. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Barry White at the Grammys. So, so yeah, the, the Vikings thought they had a deal with Baltimore. I did not know that, Ted. They, they called it in, but Baltimore also had to call it into the league office to confirm it. Baltimore never did. Uh, two other teams, and I believe Baltimore was one of them, because the Vikings, the time ran out on their clock. So, like, I think two teams came and picked guys before the Vikings ran the Williams pick up there and got him in. And they they, they said all along that was the guy that they wanted, but they thought they could trade down a couple spots. Never happened. They still got Kevin Williams. And I remember I was listening to it on the Internet. Yeah. And they had the draft party. And the crowd was just losing their mind. <laughs> just losing their <laughs> losing their mind. And it sounded like some old lady in the crowd. I could have swore she said something like, Tice, you suck! No! It's over! No! And, and Tyson's like, calm down, calm down. It's okay. We got our guy. And so oh, that's so funny. They got Kevin Williams. So yeah, and it and it turned out it was kind of a kind of a goober of a move that night. And you could blame Baltimore <laughs> just as much as the Vikings. There was 15 minutes on the clock. You couldn't get a picket in 15 minutes. But they they ended up getting a great player who I think someday should probably not only end up in the Vikings ring of honor, but but I, I think you can make a strong case for him to end up in Canton. He's the first player that we have double uh, two two of the same numbers. Finally, he's number ninety three. Uh-huh. John Randall's number ninety three. So remember Kevin Williams. Here's another thing: he had thirteen fumbles. It's not easy to get fumbles. He had thir- he really was. A, you're right. He was a yeah. stat. He was a stat cheese stacker. Ted, yeah. we talk about stat stacking, statgasms. Yeah. Here, here's a cool one though. In two thousand seven, he had two pick sixes. Did he really? What position did he play again, Ted? Defensive tackle. Was it corner? No, it was not corner. Was it safety? It was not safety. Was it linebacker? Was not linebacker. What was it again? Defensive tackle. I believe three technique, right in the middle of the line. Two 
pick sixes in one season. Week one against Joey Harrington, the great Joey Harrington. Harrington out of the shotgun on third down. Big rush, hit as he throws. Intercepted by Kevin Williams. And he's, he's gone. He's in the 20, 10, touchdown. Harrington. For Atlanta. He picked one and took it back, and then week 14, he picked off Trent Dilfer for the 49ers and returned that for a touchdown. Disastrous for the 49ers, Trent Dilfer with a tip, pick six, big man with football! Way to lay out. You don't even hear corners getting two pick sixes in one season. I, I had a 57-yard interception return against Trent Dilfer. You did? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I didn't. How many touchdown passes you have in high school when you were a quarterback? One. Roughly. One. No, really, seriously. How many? Seriously, I had one. One. I had one. It was the last game of the year. Well, I can't figure I, out just one. Let's say I, you had a hundred. I, I, I'm telling you, man. If if you ever come across like one footage, I was terrible. I was terrible. I, when when I say I'm, I was terrible, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. I was awful. Johnny Bucket, how many walkabouts did you open? <laughs> two. What do you mean two? I can't figure out just two. Charlie Bucket, how many did you open? Two. Two. What do you mean you only opened two? Well, I can't figure out just two, so let's pretend you opened 200. <laughs> so this kind of leads me to um, not to be disrespectful to Kevin Williams because I think he's very deserving. I, I agree. I agree. And and I think every every member of the Minnesota Vikings Ring of Honor is very deserving. And there there's nobody in there, in my opinion, that should not be. But there are some guys that are not in there that I think should be. So I'm going to give you a list. If, if you're not looking this up on the internet already uh, and you're just wrapped watching the screen, I get that because <laughs> Drew and I are just devilishly handsome. I totally understand. So good looking. Thank you. We're going to rattle off the list of current members of the Minnesota Vikings Ring of Honor in alphabetical order. Yeah, are you going to do it auspiciously or are you going to do it? I, I'm, I'm going to be gruntled while I'm doing it. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So gruntled. Matt Blair, Bill Brown, Joey Browner, Jerry Burns, Chris Carter, Chris Dolman, Danny Green, Carl Eller, Jim Finks, Chuck Foreman, Bud Grant, Steve Jordan, Paul Krause, Jim Marshall, Randall McDaniel, Randy Moss, Alan Page, John Randall, Corey Stringer, rest in peace, Scott Studwell, Ahmad Rashad, Fran Tarkington, Mick Tinglehoff, Ron Yeri, and longtime trainer Fred Zamberletti. Ready? So Damn. There's some really good players in that list. Right. So there, there's nobody in there that shouldn't be. Correct. But who do you think – give me one guy, and maybe – and we'll carry this. We'll, we'll keep going. But start me off with one guy who you think should be the next guy in the ring of honor after Kevin hmm. Williams. I'm going to start out – how about the guy we just talked about? Ted Brown? Why is Ted Brown – if he's the fifth highest rusher in Vikings history and fourth highest in touchdowns, why not Ted Brown? I have one more that's equal with him. I'm going to give you two, and then I'll let you have it. Okay, Ted Brown, Ted Brown and Bobby Bryant should be in there right now. Bobby Bryant is my number one choice. Uh, you know, after we talked about Bobby Bryant and just how great he was, he's, he's my number one guy. You know, you've got, you've got more modern-day guys like Jared Allen, and I'm sure they'll get in. But I, I kind of like to focus on the old-time guys uh, from, from our childhood because, let's face it, they're, they're getting up in years, and, and they don't have a lot of time left compared to guys like, like Jared Allen. You're getting um, up in years too, old man. I, I know, I know. But but how about a, <laughs> how about a guy like Wally Hilgenberg, who's no longer with us? Absolutely, great, great linebacker for. I mean, Absolutely. I think Absolutely, I think he was in. I know three Super Bowls, but I think he was in all four. 
unless Roy Winston might have been, but Roy Winston's another guy. Roy Winston was in three Super Bowls. You could put him in. I mean, Hilgenberg, besides Jeff, Doug Sutherland, is there a more underrated Viking than no. Wally Hilgenberg? How about Jeff Seaman? Maybe even more underrated than Wally Hilgenberg. I don't Now that you're reading these, I don't know how the line, we had the greatest linebacking crew in the 70s that, I mean, Blair's in there, but, and he's well deserved of it, but, I mean, how Hilgenberg about Ed White? Seaman. How, how about, about Ed, Ed White? White? How about Ed White? Why isn't Ed White in there? I don't know. How about Tommy Kramer? You know, they could say because Ed White spent half his years when they traded him to San Diego. But, uh, you know, he was an all-pro there, too. So if you're putting yeah. him, Ed White belongs in the Ring of Honor. I think he does, too. Here's one, and this should really irritate you, Michigan man. Anthony Carter is not in the Ring of Honor. He was going to be my next one if we were doing a draft back and forth. I was gonna, If we were drafting, like you were picking one and I was picking one, I was going to go AC next. Who are some guys that you got? Those would all be on the top of my list. I can't outdo those. Those are uh, Roy Winston. Yeah. Uh, come on, man. I mean. Grady, Grady Alderman is not in the in the ring of honor. Milt Sunday's not in the ring is of Sammy honor. Sammy White in there? Uh, Sammy White is not in the ring of honor. They got some work to do, bro. I mean, there's there's a now, – now I get wanting to honor only one guy a year. I, I get that. And, and you can't just – put in you know 20 guys at once i get that but but maybe they could do two guys a year or something i one one guy from the mid 80s and earlier and then from the mid 80s on I don't, I don't know but i like the wolf ownership group i like that they are are really paying attention to the team heritage and the team history uh and have have really um accented and and made the ring of honor a big deal Again, I think it was just kind of sort of was poo-pooed under Red McCombs for a while, but that's just right. me. Uh, but I, I still think they have some work to do in, in folks Man, they need a, to. There's a lot of guys that are still I – mean, there's a lot of great players that are already in there that you read. But, you know, if you team that up with the players you just mentioned, the Vikings have a plethora, plethora of great talent that's been here the last 50 years. A veritable – 50, 60? A veritable cornucopia. How are we <laughs> – the bag of cornucopia. Anybody recently, the last 10 or 12 years, that got a shot? Harrison Smith, maybe? Harrison Smith, I would think. Yeah, who's who's one guy? So we named Harrison Smith. Name one guy now besides Harrison Smith on the on the current roster that's an active player that you think could could be potential ring He's, of honor guy. Oh, Xavier Rhodes, he'll get in. <laughs> Shoe in. Shoe in. Uh, Harrison Smith? And I think Kendricks has an outside shot. Okay, that's a good choice. Harrison Smith and Kendricks, and Adam Thielen. He's got a he's got a shot if he whatever you know whatever happens the next three or four years with him. Yeah, that those are good choices. I would I would add one more name to that list, and that would be Dalvin Cook if he continues on his career trajectory. How is Tommy Kramer not in there? I don't know. How is Tommy Kramer not in the Minnesota Vikings Ring of Honor? That's your fault. You're a moron. So's your mother. Let's get some work done. We're going to start filling out some paperwork. Me and Ted Bundy, since we're done with the show, let's start filling out paperwork. We're going to let the Ring of Honor people know. So uh, congratulations to Kevin Williams. Um, Ring of Honor, very well deserved. Very well deserved. He was going to be on the show, but he was busy tonight. Yeah, yeah, he's busy writing his uh, acceptance speech. We're going to start a new segment leading up to and into training camp. And it's going to be a draft pick profile. We, we've got all the list, all the, the draft picks the Minnesota Vikings took. 
We talked about him on draft night and the our, our live draft recap, but now we're going to dig a little bit deeper and talk about him. We're gonna we're gonna go from the last draft pick to our number one draft pick. So tonight we're gonna start with uh, defensive tackle Jalen Twyman out of Pitt. Now, Drew, before you start talking the on-the-field stuff, there was kind of a scary off-the-field thing that happened right before we started recording. Dude, our show is tied into something mystical. It really is. Something magical. It's like the third time we were set up to record a show, and an hour before the show, uh, Patrick Peterson thing happened. Remember that yeah. happened when yeah. we were recording? Yeah. And, and here we go with another one. Lay it on me. He's from the D.C. area. He was visiting his aunt. Apparently, he was a passenger in a car. Uh, from what I can piece together, he, the car pulled into a gas station gunfight at the okay corral breaks out. He was shot four times and you're thinking, Oh my gosh, shot four times. But from everything on, I'm seeing from Adam Schefter on the internet, they were, they were superficial wounds. So nothing serious. Fortunately, thank goodness. Oh man. Um, expected to make a full recovery and that is kind of really all i know it says jalen twyman expected to make full recovery after he was shot four times while in a vehicle in dc this evening his agent drew rosenhouse confirms uh and the details were first shared with uh, adam schefter and espn so rosenhouse still rosenhouse still has players oh yeah he's he's still big time he's yeah he's a shark man he's big time shark so the, the most important thing here is defensive tackle Jalen Twyman's health, and he's going to be fine, expected to make a full recovery. So Wow. Wow. That's good. That's that's good. But, Jalen, uh, just get out of D.C., come to Minnesota. Just live in the Vikings compound. Yeah. Just stay there. Yeah. Until training camp uh, starts. A D.C. area, man. Scary, man. It's, it's just scary. Clear, brother. So, uh, that, that scary news aside, Jalen Twyman. Drew, let's talk about Jalen Twyman, the prospect, and how he's going to fit for the Minnesota Vikings. Jalen Twyman, we all talked on draft night. He was one of two guys that dropped, or three guys. Davion Nixon from Iowa, I was surprised. Uh, Jeremiah Owosu-Karamoa, when he dropped all the way to the second round, the Browns took him. I thought that was a steal. And my third guy on my entire board, every out of all positions, was Jalen Twyman, falling to the sixth round. Round six, 199 overall. Huh. Hmm. Who else was pick 199? You didn't see that coming? Tootsis! Hmm. Do you know Tootsis? Sixth round, pick 199. Name rhymes with Bob Brady. Okay. Six. <laughs> Round six, 199 overall, 6'2", 290. Twyman, I had him as we look at my board. I'll flash this back up here. Look where I had Jalen Twyman. I had him as a second-round talent. The guy is super talented on the inside. Does have his limitations, but he has so much promise when you watch him on tape, and he's always modeled his game after Aaron Donald. He's super quick. I think there are a couple reasons he may have fallen as far as he did, but the Vikings might have got their biggest steal with the last pick they took. That's how high I am on Jalen Twyman. So why why do you think he fell? Because you had him rated really high, second-round pick. Yeah, fourth uh, overall defensive tackle. He was my number four guy overall. 
Yeah. So why, why do you think he fell so far? Well, first off, he didn't play in 2020. He opted out. The only tape the GMs and everybody could see is from 2019. That's going to scare a few people. Okay. I mean, he only played 21 college football games. That's probably another thing that scares people. But the biggest concern that I've heard about Jalen Twyman is his, his size. I mean, he's really quick. He's got really quick gap movement. He's a three technique. He probably won't play anything else. He'll never be a nose tackle because of his size. And he doesn't play with the best leverage. So basically, when he gets locked on to players, it really hurts what he can do on the field. He's a super quick guy. His, he flashes. He gets a lot of tackles for loss. And that's basically what he, his strong points are. But he's so good at that, he just jumps off the screen at you. When I watched it, I was like, this guy's like the best defensive tackle I've seen in this draft. I mean, he's crazy. He's so wow. quick, so explosive. You know what's kind of weird about Jalen Twyman? When he got to Pittsburgh, Ted, out of high school, his main prowess was playing against the run. He was like Jerry Ball. I mean, the guy was like really good run defender, run stuffer. But like I said, he's always modeled his game after Aaron Donald. That's why he went to Pittsburgh is because he loves Aaron Donald so much. That's why he attended that school. But he wanted to be quicker and model what Aaron Donald did. So he weighed 315 when he got to Pitt. He dropped 35 pounds down to 280, became ultimately quick through the gap, ultimately quick defensive tackle and he was his game was really rounding out but what he did when he lost that weight is it hurt his run defense and so his run defense which was his strong point coming out of high school ended up being flip-flopped uh where his pass rush ability which is really really good like i said that kind of got washed out his run defense got washed out because of that because of his weight loss so what are you gonna do he's trying to make himself better but yeah he's undersized he's you know, they call they say underdeveloped. I don't know really what term you want to lay up with that. I don't want to talk about any twitch or anything, but he set the season record, which was Aaron Donald's for uh, defensive tackles for uh, sacks in the season with 10.5, 12 tackles wow. for loss in 2019. That's in the weed stuff that people like. That's, <laughs> that's the piece of cake that people like to eat you and know- chew on and go, mm, that's a good piece of cake right there. I want another piece of Twyman cake. That's good. Num, num, that's delectable. So now let's look at the Vikings defensive tackles currently on the roster. Besides Jalen Twyman, you've got Sheldon Richardson, Dalvin Tomlinson, and Michael Pierce. And I I think we would agree that those guys are, barring something catastrophic, those guys are absolute locks to make the roster. Sure. So if the Vikings go with four defensive tackles like they kind of have in recent years for their rotation, maybe five, Twyman is going to be fighting for one or maybe two roster spots with the following folks. Zionde Johnson, James Lynch, Jordan Scott, and Armin Watts. Do you think he has a realistic chance to make the roster this year, or do you kind of maybe see him as a practice squad guy? I think he makes the roster. You do? I think, well, besides those first three guys you mentioned, we're going to keep two more. With I think Lynch and Jalen Twyman are the guys. There's your depth. Over Watts. You, over Armin Watts. I think Twyman's better than Watts right now. Okay. And I know it's kind of a spicy hot take. You know what? When you run, when one of these guys, Pierce or somebody gets winded, you're running Twyman out there, man. You're running, you're going to run out some good depth. You're not running Jaleel Johnson out there. Yeah. Me and my, me and my Johnson. 
You're not running me and Mike Johnson out there. Um, I do. I think he will make the squad. The only thing, he's got some great talent to learn from. That's the good thing. He's walking into a situation, not only with Andre Patterson, who's a hell of a defensive coach, he's got the guys you just mentioned to tutor from. And I'm telling you, his raw talent, if it's developed right, right now the only way he beats people is with quickness. And which is fine if you could beat them that way, but you got to be able to beat them with a secondary move, Ted. You have to. Yeah. Otherwise, you just become one dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. <laughs> and right now, he beats people with quickness and he beats them a lot. He beats them a lot. He's got, he's super talented. He's got a great swim move, but he's got to be able to break off when it gets to be one on one tackles. He's got to be able to do that. Otherwise, he's going to wash out. But He's a guy that he's tremendous talent. He wants to get better all the time. And he is a guy that was doubted in high school. He was doubted when he came to Pitt. He's he knows what it's like to be doubted. He's come through every time. So why not now? Uh, yeah, I just, you know, trying to watch my steps. It's about the small things. I watch it from a big, big uh, standpoint from the team. And then I break it down all the way to me. Am I taking the right steps? Is my strike eye level? Stuff like that. Some, most of it is about being hungry. Then you got Coach Potters that played a lot into it, and um, Coach Narduzzi, Coach Bates, and stuff like that. Um, asking pro guys, and how do they watch film, and what do they study? Okay. That's solid reasoning. I'm going to tell you something. What's that? In three years, you're going to be telling – you know you're going to be saying? What am I going to be saying? You're going to be saying, Drewster – I cannot believe we got that cat at 199 overall. That's what you're going to be telling me. I, I'm going to hold you to that, brother. Do it. Do All it. Right. Do it. Just do it. Okay, so that that takes care of our, our draft profile segment this week. Next week, we'll be back with uh, um, the guy drafted right before him. I don't have the list in front of me, but we'll figure it out. I was just going to try to cheat and say, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it is either. Who got taken before him? I don't know. I got to look it up. So hang on. We're going to talk about Zach Davidson already headed to the Hall of Fame because he had that oh. one-handed catch in OTAs. Oh. T-shirts, t-shirts, shorts, and like the old 1920 Canton Bulldog helmet, <laughs> one-handed catch. So we'll talk Zach Davidson next week. Oh, that's going to be a hell of a show. Yeah. After that one-handed catch, his time's probably all used up. By uh, he probably already got a contract. And... He probably already got his contract cut up and redone in another extension. I'm looking forward to doing a breakdown on Zach because I'm hearing he was a hell of a punter. So if that guy could use up another roster spot himself by being a punter, all the power to him. But I'm for it. What about those weird hats they wear? Do you like those things, Seth? I think that should be their regular helmet. <laughs> I'm just goofy. No, I think they're stupid. This is stupid. Put on shoulder pads. Put on pads. Let's get cracking. Let's do it. Let's do some hitting. But you, all right, you imagine I'm... Ed White and Ron Yeri running around with those things on their head. No, no. Bill Brown. Imagine Bill Brown wearing that thing. They, they, they'd have thrown him right back in Zamberletti's face and said, "No." It would have been like it, it would have been like when Amanda didn't want to win a cup on the Bad News Bears. They all have been doing this. <laughs> You ain't strapped one of these things on me. Well, she don't wear one. I don't wear one. Remember, if she ain't wearing one, we ain't wearing one. That's right. All right, so that's that's it for Vikings news this week.
Uh, we've got a couple commercials heading your way, and then we will be back with Toons' Trivia. I'm going to kick your ass in this week. I'm feeling good about it. Okay. All right. This week. Are we going to do this again? This is it. This is the week that we're going to do this again. Okay. Call it right now. Okay. You better get a first aid kit because you're going to be licking your wounds, Glover. This is my day, my trivia tonight. Bring it. Okay. Call your shot, Christian Ponder. I was driving down the road the other day when a passing car kicked up a stone that cracked my windshield. So I called Tom Fozine Auto Glass. His number is easy to remember. 33 Glass. Hi, I'm Ted Brown, former running back for the Minnesota Vikings. I know how important it is to give 100% every time, and Tom Pozen has that same attitude. He's fast, professional, and committed to doing the job right. So the next time you need any glass work done, call Tom Pozen Auto Glass at 33 Glass, my number one choice for glass. Me up. He's really funny. <laughs> you ready for more yuck? Yeah. Catch the greasy dishes we left after dinner. Yuck is right. Ugh, I hate this cold, greasy gunk you get when you let dishes stand. Don't worry, I'll help. Oh, wait, wait, don't, don't squirt. That's my old liquid. I've changed to Dawn dishwashing liquid. It's bitter. Dawn cuts through this cold, greasy gunk. Come on, Sal. They're all the same when it comes to that stuff. Ah, try Dawn. Dawn cuts through tough grease. Better than other liquids. Watch. Plates covered with cold beef grease. We'll soak one in another leading liquid, one in Dawn. Watch how Dawn cuts through that cold grease. Why, look at the other. Now look how Dawn got the grease much better. This pan doesn't feel greasy. What? Plates? Glasses? Well, just now. Does the water feel greasy? No. That's funny. Neither do my hands. Oh, that's not funny. That's Dawn. Oh. <laughs> Switch to Dawn, the better grease getter. Gets grease better than other liquids. Go ahead. Welcome to Jesus Trivia. How are you guys doing? Hi, Jesus. This week we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to have a photo challenge. Excellent. A photo is going to pop up. It's not necessarily obscured in any manner. You just got to name who it is. And here we go. Ooh, fade in. Gary Quazzo. Gary Quazzo. Norm Sneed. Not, yep, that's Norm Yep, Sneed. Norm Sneed. Good job, Drew. All right, ready? Yep. Uh, meow, meow. Scott, Scott Sudwell. Oh, crap. Not again. I had it. That was no, you didn't have it. I did. No, Tunes is I. Look at the I, tape. I beat you by half a second. Scott, Scott Sudwell. Scott, Scott Sudwell. Sudwell. It's no. one to one. Spot was no good. No way. <laughs> no, I got it first. Let no, the people didn't. decide. No, Put it in the comments below who got it. You give, if there's four people still watching this show. <laughs> Put it in the comments who said Scott Studwell first. We'll let the people decide. All right, that sounds good. All right, here we go. Matt Blair. Blair. That, that was, was me. That, no, that was, no! that was true. Yeah. No way. That Fixes one it. was that one was true. Is your sound it. is your sound on delay? How can you not hear me saying it first? Fixes it. Clean your ears, dude. Get the Q-tips out and clean your freaking ears, because I said last... <laughs> Terrible. Alrighty then. 
Number four, here we go. Jim Marshall. The boxes were in front of it. Where? Darn it. Ted, Ted got it. Oh, you got it in first! At, <laughs> at, no time, at, at no time did my voice ever sound like, Get that government Oh. Classic. You know what? You know what? Let's let's stop there for a second. That's one of the bitchinest Viking pitchers in that uh, team history, right there. It is. It is. All right, Ted got that one. Number five. Don't. No. Stu Boy. Drew got that one. Good job, Drew. <laughs> Look. Can you see me? I'm running towards victory. <laughs> okay, here's number six. Wade Wilson. Correct. That is Wade Wilson. Bling, 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 bling. And number seven. Steve Jordan. Uh, Steve Jordan. Ah! Will Drew actually win a trivia game? Yeah, it's fixed. I won like the first three, but whatever. All right, oh my it's, god. It's five to one, Ted. Do the math. That's bad. That's bad. All right, here we go. Number eight. Roy Winston. Ah, that is, good job, that is Ted. correct. Good job, Ted. What a great picture. Look at that thing. That's, dude. A, that's a good picture, too. What a hell of a linebacker that guy was, wasn't he? Yep. All right, here we go. Number nine. Gene Washington. No, that's not Gene Washington. Ted, do you have a guess? I I do not. That is John Henderson. Oh! John Henderson. Tony Bell would have killed us on that one. He would have. Yeah, these last few are going to get a little bit more difficult, I think. We'll see. Here we go with number 10. That's pretty cool. Uh, Milt Sunday. Incorrect. Grady Alderman. Incorrect. That is. Uh, he was six. He was sixty-seven. Yeah, he was sixty-seven. Jim Huff. Who is it? Jim Ballone. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that one. All right, let's see about this one. Don't worry, you weren't Ballone on your answer. I didn't get it either. Uh, some guy named uh. Tight end 69 team. Yeah. I don't know. I will when you say it. John. Henderson. Beasley. 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 Ted. How could Ted? Ted, Ted, Ted. We should lose all our points for missing that. Yeah. All right. The current score is five to two. Ted, you can still catch up. Here's number 12. Ron Yuri. I'm sorry, Ted, but it was Drew. <laughs> not fixed. No, I am. I'm not. I'm not trying to cheat. I, I did hear myself first before you said it on, okay. on those ones earlier. You heard yourself first. <laughs> All right, so here we I, go. It's totally legit then. <laughs> well, I heard myself first, so I think that means that I got it. <laughs> Funny. All right. Okay. Number 
Bob Barry. Uh, no. That was a tie. That's not Bob Barry? That's not Bob Barry. It's not it is Bob. Not. That is Bill Kappelman. Holy hell. Alrighty. Wow. He was related to uh, John Capoletti. They just had different names, but they're related. <laughs> I didn't know that, Ted. That one stumped me all the way. Alright, number 14. Gary Quazzo. Gary Quazzo. Yeah, Drew, you got Yes, that is him. And the last one that doesn't matter because Ted got whooped. Funny. Clint Jones. Yes. Correct. Good job, Ted. That, that, you didn't even see his number, dude. Oh, yeah, 20 on the one side and 6 on the other. Yeah. All right. Th- a, I, like this, I like this game. Can we do this again? Thanks for playing, you guys. Yes, we could do this again. Um, the only one that could beat that. <laughs> thanks, Tuesday. And I want I want an official review because I think I got in first a couple times. Okay, if you're watching the okay. show, put your vote in down. We're going to let the first couple figure it out with the people. We're going to answer to it below. But it, we'll let the people decide. And Drew, if you won, congratulations. Well-deserved victory. That was kind All of right. fun. That was fun trivia, though. It's kind yeah, of a different like way that. of doing it. That thanks, Tootsies. You put thanks, some Tootsies, very much. All right. So that'll put a bow on this episode. Once again, folks, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for, for commenting and participating and being part of the show. We love hearing from you. We love hearing your show requests. If you have player tributes you think we should do, we'll, we'll love to hear those too. Um, we've got just a few weeks until camp starts. We're getting close to actual real live football. Both getting really fired up for that. Got some exciting announcements coming up for um, – what the show is going to be doing once football season starts. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We got more contests coming. We'll announce those in the coming weeks as well. Yeah. Um, really, really appreciate all the support that everybody's getting us. Thank you. Tunes. Thank you, Drew, for being a great co-host. Uh, thank you, Liz, uh, again, for your production stuff as well. Uh, and I, I, again, I just, I just love doing this every week. I look forward to it and uh, can't wait to do it again next week. But for now, Drew, take us home, buddy. That is, I can't even add to that. It was so perfectly said. Ted, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching our show. Episode 23 is now in the books. Got a big ribbon around it. Thank you, Ted Glover, for hosting. You're the best host in the business. Thanks, Tootsis, for putting together that awesome trivia and producing the show. Thanks to WKRP. Rest in peace, Frank Bonner, and also Gordon Jump, who we lost in 2003. Those are the two people we've lost from that show. Thank you, Ted Brown. Ted Brown. How about Ted Brown tonight, Ted? Good player. Ted, 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 Ted Brown. Good luck to you. First Ted that wasn't a serial killer for me, so that was good. (laughs) Oh, this is great. A lot of fun. And I believe that's all we got. We're looking forward to getting this done and getting on to the next episode. So thank you for everybody for supporting us. And say good night, Ted. Good night, Ted. What do you say, beautiful? How about uh, you and me getting it together tonight? You only go around once in life, so why not grab a little gusto? (laughs) 